You're on Radio 191 FM. This is the Politrix Show, Sans Abe, and joining us in the studio are from my left to your right. <laughs> uh, it is the weekly political roundup with, if you could all introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Vivian, I'm from the Young Nats. Sam from Young Act. Uh, Bonnie from Southern Young Labour. Will from the Campus Greens. All right, thanks so much for joining us all. Uh, I'm going to leave you to figure out your own bullet points <laughs> and coordinate one another. I'm assuming you all play well together. Yep. Mm. We, we try to. Yeah. Yep, that was a quick yep. I like it. <laughs> all right, we'll lead uh, the topic of discussion with fight amongst yourselves. Right. Thank you. Well, uh, as, as the member of the smallest party with the least power, I think that I've been designated to chair. <laughs> keep yapping as Act tends you to do in the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, another fairly quiet week of news, so we can ruminate on some of the slightly more interesting things which have occurred, such as the royal baby. Do we care? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, there was a young male royal baby born, another prince, I suppose. Uh, and I think what we were really going to get into is that it, of course, sparks the debate that pops up every now and then whenever the royals do something uh, of whether we really do need them as... The, whether we really need to be part of the monarch... of the monarchy of the... Uh, <laughs> of the British Empire um, and so uh, every now and then it pops up and do we really want to become a republic is that the future of our country so I think we should probably dig into that as I'm sure there's some diverse opinions on this panel and of yeah, course probably. Jacinda has actually spoke about it in recent weeks about her views which are very very moderate good on her yeah. uh, but Viv um, oh, on, a, on a quick note um, I share the bir- my birthday with uh, the new prince, which is very exciting. <laughs> we have royalty in this show. Happy birthday, yeah, cool. Happy birthday yeah. the other week. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it was quite a quite a nice blighted birthday present. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, I think Jacinda did very very well, um, sort of manoeuvring around the republic question. I think as every prime minister kind of does yeah. say, oh, look, it's going to be inevitable, but like, but not in but my, not, but not right now. My term, no. Because I think it's not a priority. Something yeah. that is inevitable, but I don't think New Zealand will ever leave the Commonwealth. Um, like right. South Africa's become a republic and many countries do you don't see them sort of like completely cut ties with everyone else because it's quite a good group and that's sort of where all our history comes from it's something that we should still obviously be a part of I think for the for the foreseeable future yeah yeah I definitely agree I am definitely um, resist the idea of totally t- um, you know losing tethers no, from them absolutely <laughs> yeah. because while there's definitely some discomfort around being a part of a monarch- monarchical system and uh, you know the history of, of colonization and being attached to that legacy. I think we—it's it, hard to deny that we do benefit from being a part of these relationships with other countries, and it's—it's it's never been a blight. I think on our current modern system of governance. I don't know. Anyone else got any I know, hot takes? I think the like if we were to become a republic, it could be a good opportunity to sort of move beyond sort of our colonial state and really integrate Titoriti into our like we could formalise a constitution yep. and have that as the official founding document of New Zealand mm. and actually bring it into like everyday government policy and lives in a way that it doesn't isn't quite at the moment because mm. it's not official. Because that is um, the major roadblock, isn't it, to be- uh, just becoming a republic, just deciding to because we would have to open up a lot of negotiations around. Because it is between the crown and oh, Maori. I, think, I think that would carry over to the. Um, mm, that's the understanding, of, yeah. Of but it would open Republic, up some yeah. discussions around that, yeah. how Maori are treated in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that also raises the question of do we need an entrenched constitution? Oh. Should, should we. Yeah. yeah. Down the rabbit hole with <laughs> yeah, Andrew yeah. Geddes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeffrey Palmer. Yeah. Bring him down. Cool, yeah. Sam. Well, I mean, about the royal baby itself. I mean, I, th I think I read a thing saying that the they're about the only uh, welfare recipients who are celebrated for reproducing around the world, rather than uh, condemned for it in the public eye. Which. I mean, it's reasonably accurate, I thought, so I don't really care that much, but... Mm. It's not Surely you have some divisive thoughts on Republic. Surely someone's divisive thoughts on Someone's got to be. Someone's got to shoot it down. Oh, as, as, as much as I would like to be a traditionalist, I'm not a huge, a huge royalist myself. I think mm. that they're quite nice to have around, and I'm, they're sure. fairly innocuous in my eyes they because are. they're not taking our money. But, <laughs> I mean, if I were in the UK and a large portion of the tax that I pay were just being funneled to some entitled family. I'd be pretty pissed off about it, I think. Sure. But it's kind of their problem and not ours, I yeah, suppose. Um, in terms of becoming a republic, I don't think it's too necessary. I think that... Uh, I think that we do get a lot more out of being in the Commonwealth than not being in the Commonwealth, and in terms of my own personal desires to save taxpayers money uh, <laughs> and, and not create a huge amount of excessive and unnecessary expense for the taxpayer leaving the Commonwealth and becoming a Republic would be, or just anything like that, would be a huge cost to the taxpayer for very little other than paying lip service to, we don't like colonialism. And then again, we'd have to have the whole flag referendum again, and who <laughs> needs another investment in that? Well, if we do that... <laughs> they, 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 they should have changed, but they shouldn't have done Which of the awful options should have we changed to? Oh, what? The country of the all blacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. God, I hate rugby. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, okay. There's a by-election happening in Northcote. Would you believe it? Okay. What do we, what do we think about that? So who's? <laughs> so you're, you're all running candidates. We've all got meat yeah. in the game currently. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's, the the, the Greens are running a candidate. We haven't determined yeah. which no? candidate we are running. I yet. think I think Act's going to be running one. You'll obviously be running one. Yeah. I think. You reckon? Yeah. Because the whole thing is that there hasn't been a government where, when there's been a by-election, they haven't won another seat. It's never happened before. Really? No. But there's, I mean, there's the approval rating for the current government, um, so young as it is, has been quite positive. So I guess they're looking to make that real break into being a historic government and gaining support for the yeah. first time ever. I don't know. Northcote's quite a strong national um, place, though. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if this were the time that the trend is bucked. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, I, I don't want it to be, but um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, National took the seat on this occasion. Your candidate is who again? Uh, Dan Bidwar. So he's a... Um he used to work with Fonterra as like one of their chief strategists. Oh, so fabulous! He's a, he's a, a character. A national um, party member working for Fonterra. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Shocking. Stop it. Um, but he, he's he's got an interesting background because he dropped out of school. Um, as every MP seems to have an interesting background nowadays. He dropped out of school, worked as like a freezing works worker, became a butcher's apprentice, and then decided he should go to university and ended up in Harvard. Wow! Wow! And came back and worked for Fonterra, and you're sort of going. That's pretty cool. But he's a very interesting guy, and he's sort of like quite funny. He's a bit different for like the National Party as a as a character. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> have you met him? 
Yeah. Um, no, I'm no. Be okay, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be in Dunedin? Are you going to jet set off somewhere? Going out there to sail right. Really? Yeah. Wild. I'm going out there for another reason, and I'll, I'll um, just make the trip up to say hello, which will be fun. Oh. But it's going to be, um, I think he's a he's an interesting candidate. Um, I think he's perfect for North Coast. He's lived there his entire life. Right. So he's sort of like, like a classic, like, yeah, except for when you're studying. <laughs> studying but, well, this is a glowing yeah. character reference for a Huge. National Party MP. I yeah. think the real drama of the issue is that the Greens have decided to throw a candidate into the ring, yeah. which could be considered quite a divisive move from our close friends and allies. Um, what's your take on putting a candidate in? Did you support it yourself, the idea of it? Yeah, of course I support the idea. Uh, um, look, we the government is not one party, and if the government wants to be the government again next after next election, then the Greens need to survive. And in order to survive, we need to make sure that our differences are shown. Yes. And this is one way to do that. We're, we're showing that we are our own party that's got our own values and we're pushing the progressive course. Mm. It is indeed Labour. one way to show that you are a, di a different party distinct from the Labour Party. Yes. However, I fear that you might have kind of lost a bit of the practicality in terms of moving toward an ideal of we are our own people and we are our own party because as was shown in the election actually nothing splinters the left like Labour and Green both chucking their hands into the There's ring. nothing wrong with having the left divided because it's or MMP. the Reds when it's m but this yeah, isn't this, Yeah, this isn't. But look, <laughs> look, worst case scenario nothing changes. Speaking of the identity of the Greens what do we all think about uh, Marama Davidson's leadership so far? Uh, not much is, has happened so far. No. Um, she's made some uh, pretty strong statements on Syria um, yes. and the bombings that occurred over she's there. She's been condemning the militarisation, hasn't yeah. she? Yes. Much needed, yes. I think, a voice on that in Parliament, so that's been really good. Um, but apart from that, nothing's really happened. Yeah. I mean, there was it's been, as we it's said, been it's been a few quiet <laughs> weeks in Parliament. Yeah. Holidays, you know. it, <laughs> it, it hasn't been too relevant to New Zealand, but what, what have we thought about what's been going on in Syria? about the escalation of the conflict over there, sort of fueled by the chemical chemical weapon attack. Yeah, tidy segue, tidy segue, Sam, you're really, <laughs> you're really cheering nice. this debate. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, I think, like, before all the... Well, when the US, UK and France started bombing mm. the um, military headquarters in Syria, like, the UN still hadn't determined that it had been, like, who had released the chemical mm. weapons. So I do think that it needs to be, when we're taking such major action like this, or the world is taking such major action, we need to be sure that we're taking action in the right places. I'm not saying Assad is an awful, awful person, an awful regime, but um, it's a slippery slope between bombing milita military institutions and just bombing the whole country and in invasion. And that war doesn't, bombing doesn't bring peace. Mm. Bombing just brings more casualties, more death and more heartache. Mm. It's not the solution, in my view. It's an emotive argument, but I think it can be the solution. If you, if you, if you, if you bomb key resources and the resources can no longer be employed, then if those resources are things such as chemical weapons, then that can create Yeah, but the bombing peace. we've seen over the past years in Syria, the drone strikes, have been like so many civilian deaths. It hasn't just been key resources, it hasn't just been military... Um, camps or anything is like innocent people have lost their lives because of this yeah, look I, I i agree i think that countries have no business interfering in the problems of other countries on principle with some exceptions but on, on the whole i think that global military action and interference in 
democratic countries often are political regimes as completely morally unjustifiable. And I think we've talked about this before about how the UN, this is, could, should be the UN's job, but the UN as a whole, as the Security Council, is a bit of a failure in this regard because we've got Russia and China and the US all having veto power. So it speaks to reform being needed, but at the same time, those are the hegemonic states of the world, and can we get reform without their consent? How would you reform obviously the UN? I have no idea. <laughs> I am thoroughly what unqualified to answer that. What higher power would you call upon <laughs> to get them all together? Well, I don't know, amend the constitution so they don't have veto power or something like yeah. that. I, but I don't know how the practicalities of that would work. But if, yeah. if, if you snatch veto power away from the sticklers like Russia, then it basically just becomes kind of a global military alliance between the sort of traditionally allied nations. Arguably. Well, no, because there's so many, um, like, in, so many countries in the global south that ha have decolonized and now have their own say in these things. And, yeah, because the, the General Assembly often votes to um, recommend things to the Security Council that the Security Council just ignores. Mm. Um, and that's because that there is a huge voting block in the Global South, and like these issues would resonate with them. Would you, would you make the General Assembly's recommendations binding? Oh my god, I haven't thought, I haven't thought about this enough. Um, I would definitely give them some actual power rather than just having recommendations that the Security Council can ignore, I would make the recommendations... Like, I would make it so the Security Council has to listen to the General Assembly yep. and then vote um, based on that. But uh, there's people who have dedicated years and years of scholarly research, research and academia to this, and I've done a paper on it. <laughs> I have not, so you're far more to speak on it than I. Just quickly there, guys. Uh, we're going to give you one, two, three, four minutes to wrap it up. There's a minute for each of you. Um, going to ask you to reintroduce yourselves and uh, represent, represent, represent uh, your points for this week uh, before we leave you for another week and see you again. Uh, so one by one, you've got a minute each. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi again, I'm Will from the Otaku Camp Screens. I can't really remember what I've said, but I've talked about the um, the dangers of militarism and how it doesn't bring peace often. It just extends conflict and violence and misery. Um, I've talked about the um, Greens' decision to send a stand a candidate in Northcote, which I think is a fantastic one. Um, so because there is MMP still, even if it's, even if it's first past the post election, um, MMP is still our electoral system. So you need the diversity of candidates running. And I think, oh, and also Republican, like the Republic's a cool idea. Uh, it's not a priority, but I'd like to see it happen at some point in the future. Uh, kia ora, Bonnie from Southern Young Labour. I think the points that we went through today, um, I'm excited for the idea of a Republic. We're just waiting for the correct stimulus to get us all into the talk and really get things going. And of course, we'll need to consult with um, Te Tiriti and have discussions with um, the Māori people and the Māori tribes around New Zealand. Um, another thing we talked about was um, Syria. So, uh, I would say that I, um, as a Labour supporter, I'm quite disappointed in the government's stance. I wish they would have taken um, a stance that supports de escalation and um, 
a less militaristic stance on things. I was quite disappointed. New Zealand should represent a really um, peaceful presence in the South Pacific, as we have been historically. Uh, what was the other thing we talked about today? We talked about the North Coast election, and might I just say, I think it was a huge mistake by the Greens to throw in a candidate. Worst into case this scenario, one. nothing changes. Thank you. Thank you idea. very much. <laughs> well. Right, and I'm Sam here representing ACT and as usual standing up for the values of personal liberty being able to live your life without the government interfering in it as demonstrated <laughs> by not supporting global military action and unnecessary lip service changes to our constitutional system and etc etc do what you want don't hurt anyone else pure poetry uh, huge I thought you were going to finish with Texas theft or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Texas violence Texas, Texas violence, violence actually yeah Texas charity um, <laughs> uh, today I'm Vivian from the Young Nats uh, today we've talked obviously start off with the baby which was very exciting um, and talked uh, got into a deeper discussion about uh, whether New Zealand should be a republic or not which is something that I think is inevitable but um, obviously something that we should also preserve our place within the Commonwealth over over time. Um, talked about the North Coat by-election, which I'm very excited about. I'm very happy that the Greens have stood a candidate that shows that <laughs> every party should be represented in each by-election. Um, uh, I think Dan Bidwar up there is going to do a fantastic job um, as the national candidate um, and hopefully winning the seat. And what else did we talk about? We talked about Syria. Um, talked about Syrian strikes, obviously. Um, a lot going on there and plenty to talk about and a lot more stuff to chew through when we're talking about reforming the UN um, <laughs> which is something massive and something we should yeah, dedicate a whole show to maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe a whole year <laughs> documentary <laughs> yeah. yeah, one day when we get Abe's two cents on the matter as exactly. well exactly <laughs> yeah. I still reckon get Andrew Geddes on here at some point <laughs> good idea yeah. <laughs> alright Vivian, Sam Bonnie Will thank you so much for joining us again it's a pleasure to have you on the show once more have a great week and we'll, we'll see you in the future. Yes. Thanks a lot. Thank you. 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 Thank you.